The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, the Green Party didn't have anybody available to join us for the next discussion. So Hugh O'Connell is political correspondent of the Irish Independent. Before we talk to Michael Healy-Ray, can you tell us what you know, please, of the Green Party position on the introduction of a fourth €200 Euro electricity credit this summer? Yeah, good evening, Matt. I, I don't think the Green Party are against the idea of a fourth €200 Euro electricity credit, but their argument is that it shouldn't take place this summer and that it would be better to hold the state's limited resources back to uh, deploy it later in the year when energy bills are likely to rise again uh, and, and hit the kind of levels that we've experienced over the winter. Um, the €200 Euro electricity credit has been enormously popular, I think, uh, as a measure that the government has announced as part of the uh, the, the proposals to mitigate the, the cost of living crisis and I think that that is why some others in government, particularly I understand in Fine Gael, are pushing this idea of doing another electricity credit um, in May and June of this year um, because the €600 Euro of credits that were announced in last September's budget, um, they're due to run out in March and April when the last €200 Euro credit is, app- is applied to every single electricity bill, a household electricity bill in the country. Um, uh, but but Fine Gael's contention, the contention of others within government, is that perhaps you know electricity bills won't have gone down significantly by the time we reach the summer, because as we heard earlier in the week, the wholesale cost of energy uh, is not likely to translate. Or the, the reduction in the wholesale cost of energy is not likely to translate into uh, reductions in household bills for another eighteen to twenty-four months. Now, and does that, that mean that itself then... is a is a controversial uh, position that that some of the energy providers have adopted? But but it, it means it puts the government under a bit of pressure. But I think the Greens are arguing that at this point, uh, that what limited resources the country has and what limited money is available in the pot for a cost of living package should be diverted to the most vulnerable and those that need it most uh, as we head into the summer. Why? How much does it? 200 euro credit to everyone cost? Uh, I think it's in the region of about 350 million. Uh, but possibly but if the government million. is running such a massive surplus of income yeah. over expenditure, isn't in a position to make a fourth payment during the summer mm. and then possibly repeat it all again next winter until such time as the mm. bills fall? Uh, it is possible, of course, but I mean, I think the mandarins in the Department of Finance and even some ministers, the, the likes of Michael McGrath and Pascal Donoghue, would be would be edgy about doing something like that because then you sort of you've almost embedded the electricity credit within the uh, within the system to such an extent that you could never remove it. Whereas if you sort of hold it back and limit its introduction at points of kind of acute. Uh, I suppose, kind of crisis or, you know, at times when, when electricity bills are going to be particularly high, um, you, you sort of, you reserve it for that, for that, um, for, for that moment. And I think as well, you know, it has to be balanced against competing pressures from elsewhere in government. I mean, why, uh, why shouldn't the mo- more vulnerable households get a, a greater boost than, than they would? Um, if the electricity credit was being applied because ultimately there's a, only a limited amount of money and we're still not really sure how much money the government has to play within this package that it's it's planning to agree and announce next week and, and senior ministers are meeting about today but um, we, you know, we do know that there are other pressures in terms of maintaining the VAT reduction for the tourism and hospitality industry. Don't forget the VAT has also been reduced on energy bills and there's the cut in excise duty which is also costing the exchequer a substantial amount um, and there's things like the temporary business energy support scheme as well which is Helping businesses with their, um, or which which the government wants to help, uh, wants businesses to use to help offset 
their uh, their energy bills. So, you know, I think I think the green position, um, you know, some people might see it as a bit as a bit stingy, but I think conversely, other people will look at it that actually it's quite it's quite a sensible position in many respects. Because okay, well, let me bring in Michael Healy Ray for when it's needed most. Michael Healy Ray, stingy or sensible? Well, I'm listening very intently to what you were saying, and it's actually ironic to think that and you was an excellent correspondent, as everybody knows. But it's ironic to think that the Green Party can't uh, put out somebody to try and justify the statements that they're making over the last number of days. In my opinion, whether you're from a party or known, your answer was to the people. So that's through the medium of television, radio or newspaper. If a reporter or anybody wants you to come out and justify what your position in any fact of political life is, who should be able to put forward somebody? Now, we all know that an individual might be able to go, but surely be to God, <clears throat> there is enough of them there, and they are opinionated enough that somebody could have come on. But anyway, in that absence, you had to try and explain their position, and that's what you were actually asking him to do. So it's, it's a highly unusual situation for a party that's in government that a good, sound political correspondent has, has to actually come on explaining the Greens' position. But I'll tell you their position. Their position is... They're so far removed from reality, they don't realize that today people are afraid when they're opening their ESP business. And I also, I always equate the economy to mom's purse. In other words, what's happening with mom's purse at the end of the week? And if they're in a position that they can't balance their books, and if they can't balance their household budget at the end of a week, well, then there's serious trouble in the countryside. And at present, whether it's heating their homes or providing the light for their homes, people and businesses are really struggling. And if the Greens can't understand that, they're just as I always imagined and always understood. They're so far removed from reality, they do not know what is happening on the ground. Pity they wouldn't go out and do a few clinics and meet people and meet the people that are affected by the decisions that they're making. And then they mightn't be saying what they've been quoted over the last number of days. With. But Michael, maybe they think that one of the best ways of using Mammy's purse is to actually keep some money in it for later on in the year when there might be an even bigger demand and they're in a situation that then at least there be some money in there for even bigger bills than are the case now. Very good point. And can I answer that by saying, if the Greens are so worried about mom's purse, why don't they relax a small little bit on their continuously talking about the end of the world, right? And would they try and concentrate on the end of the week? Because the end of the week is when it all really matters. And while we are all very concerned about the environment and about the future, we also have to think about Friday. And we have to think whether people will be able to run their households. And I certainly, on the ground, meeting people, they're really, really struggling this last year, and even more so than ever before during COVID or anything else. And it's quite simply because of the high cost of motoring, the high cost of doing work, the high cost of running a house, and the Greens obviously don't seem to get that. And I, I re really think that until the wholesale price of electricity does reflect down to us, in other words, all of the customers. Until that happens, we will have to be supported. The businesses will have to be supported. The amount of small shops and small pubs and small uh, outlets that are really, really suffering. A very excellent man in Kerry, Dan Horn, he owns many, many f uh, food stores in Kerry and, and health food shops. 
he recently went in the Kerrimin newspaper and the other local papers saying that he was fearful for the amount of small shops that were going to close in County Kerry. That means local jobs gone in the local communities. These are the people who sponsor the local GA clubs, all the local charities. So business and small people in Ireland are suffering at present. And could the Greens ever take their head out of the sand? I won't say take their head out of anywhere else. And could they please wake up to the political reality? And that is that people are suffering, people are struggling, and people are looking to government for help. How's your own shop doing? To be honest with you, extremely difficult at present, and quite simply because of the high cost of energy. And I'll give you the example. I've no denying in the world of it. A bill that used to be one, one 1.500 to 2,000 euros for 63 days, the last day was 12,300 and something euros. And to be honest with you, that is not sustainable going into the future. Yeah, I mean, you got COVID aid for the shop, didn't you? You got financial ab- supports ab- at the time. Ab- absolutely, the same as every other small oh, yeah, business. And, and, and if I didn't, I'll tell you the truth, the door would have been closed. But I will equally tell you that if something doesn't happen with the cost of energy, small shops like that will become a thing of the past. I know, like that, but, that is no good to anybody. But do, do these supports not need to be more targeted? Look, as I'm looking at a report here from 2021 in the Sunday Times, which said your shop, your mace shop and petrol station got €122,000 in government COVID supports over two years. At the same time, it's recording profits of over €70,000. Now, is that actually good use of money by the state to actually provide a profitable shop with so much state support? Well, actually, those figures that you're quoting, if you saw the figures for what the shop actually is now, you wouldn't be reflecting it accurately there. But I'm not going to go into that right now. But I will say this to you. There were 17 people working in that shop at the beginning of COVID and the beginning of everything. And thankfully, 17 people are still working there. And in a small rural community, to be able to sustain that sort of employment, I always said, that if we did not get support during those times, and when I say we, I mean the small shops and the small businesses of Ireland, and it could be the small hairdressers, the butcher shops, the people mending shoes, selling clothes, if they weren't sustained and if they weren't supported, they wouldn't have been there today. But now today is actually worse than then, quite simply, because the supports are minuscule in regard to the actual increase in the cost, which is the most basic thing of all, and that is your light and heat and refrigeration. And that's the business side of it. And to please come back to the home side of it, homes are struggling so badly at present, and then at the same time we have geniuses telling them, well, whatever you do, don't light cozy fires, because they're afraid that you might be damaging the environment. And that's where it comes back to the statement of, We're worrying about the end of the world, or should I say the Greens are worrying about the end of the world, but they can't think about the end of the week. To finish with you, Hugh O'Connell, political correspondent of the Irish Independent, are the Greens really going to stick by this position when it is likely to be so unpopular with the public? And is that good politics on their part to be fighting with their government partners? Well, I, I think they'll be making the case that it makes more sense. And I mean, I, I don't think they're alone in government. I mean, I, I gather that the, you know, the Tonishta's position is also one of, of perhaps it might be more sensible to, to, to hold back resources until later in the year. Um, 
I think that what they'll be trying to do is explain the case for for why they that you know an, an electric a further electricity credit would make more sense later in the year rather than doing it in summer when when electricity bills are likely to be lower, and um, but that that is all coming against the context of of you know um, electricity bills are a lot higher than they were a year ago and they will be a lot higher this summer than they were last summer. Uh, that's the reality. It's the reality facing many households up and down the country, as, as Michael Healy Ray uh, articulated there. Um, and I think p- politically it'll be a different, a difficult argument um, for, for them to make. But I suppose the Green Party got into government to, to make a lot of uh, difficult decisions, and they know that there might not necessarily be a political dividend uh, rising out of them. And I, mean, I think we also have to put it into the context of they are a uh, they are a twelve uh, TD member of this of this government versus two parties uh, with 35, 30, 30, 35 plus TDs uh, each. Um, so that has to be taken into account that ultimately you know they don't hold the balance of power here. It's not an issue that they go okay. to the wall on, but um, but you know I think that they'll be they'll be making the case uh, in in negotiations which are uh, which are underway in government buildings this evening, and that it makes more sense to hold back on this until later in the year. Actually, Michael Healy, there's a question from a listener, which is one I want to put to you to finish, and it says, please tell your guests that there are people who are very well off and who are not afraid of electricity bills. Does he really think that they're entitled to a dig out? Well, <laughs> that may be a fact. But all I can tell you is the people that I'm working for and the people that I'm a spokesman for, I'm at clinics, as you know, I'm on the ground and I'm meeting people. Now, obviously, people that come to a person like me are seeking help. But Eamon Ryan on the record of the doll said that if you were in trouble, go to your local community welfare officer. And he knowing himself that the policy at present is that the community welfare officers are being directed, not themselves, but they're being directed not to actually meet with people. And it is taking not weeks, but months for a person now to meet a, a social welfare officer. And getting a thing called an SWA, a supplementary welfare allowance, sometimes is a person's only lifeline to being able to survive and pay their bills. If the person that rang you up and made that comment is in a more fortunate position than that, well and good, but I'm working for people who are not in that fortunate Position. Michael Healy Ray, Independent TD for Kerry. Thank you for being with us. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30.